This is Critical Nonsense, our high lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, we ask ourselves, what do I know? John Jacob Jinklehammer Schmidt. <laughs> wow. This is what a Joey sounds like. I don't even know what to do with that uh, other than um, Peter Piper pecked a picadillo of pickled peppers. And this is what an Aaron will respond with. <laughs> and this is what an executive producer and trying to get an alliteration uh tumults champion jess vander sounds like <laughs> hi this is jess oh man we're in the same room weird so weird but so great and you've been warned in the past when this happens <laughs> Skies. It becomes what it becomes. Yes, yes. Like an episode of Cribs. This is Wow. Wow. Why? So apparently I'm going to I'm going to fact check myself on this, but I believe it was Joey McIntyre on Cribs who was the first person to state this is where the magic happens. Uh please the, the new me. kid on the block. Yeah, he he had thoughts and he shared them. I can see one of his music videos from early TRL where he was mm -hmm. in an amusement park or carnival oh. setting, but I can't remember what the song was. That was the other one. That was Give It To You. Mm -hmm. And that was not Joey McIntyre. That was... A different... A different one. Quick, as the co-hosts look frantically on the internet... <laughs> The nervous arms plucking away. I literally forgot how to Google. What's the second word? <laughs> Jordan Knight. Jordan look, Knight. Literally yep. looking over Joey's shoulder yes. <laughs> to figure yep. it out. But he got it first. With, he got it with first. the knit turtleneck. Yeah. Important. The signal of 1999. Give it to you. Uh, That's a good song. No housekeeping. Because we'd just been chit chatting away, just chattering and twittering dee, dee, like dee, dee, a couple dee, 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 of chickadees up in a tree. Um, in <laughs> <laughs> a tree, or chickens. Um, I wanted to do something, uh, and I brought it to y'all a few weeks ago. That I thought, you know, like people are graduating right now. It's not something we've ever done before, but we have conversations with new graduates in different capacities, and and people often are giving folks advice, career advice. And I thought like, why don't we do something like that here? You mm, know? Yeah. End of the school year, mm -hmm. moving on to your next moment. What do we have to say about that? Cue the vitamin C. As uh, we go on. Pokemon's canon? Yes, yes, yes. It's literally the same and it drives me crazy. It, it upsets me. And then the new remix version of what's yes. this called? Yeah, not the you, sunscreen song, but the other one. The, the other one. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't know. What? We'll pull this up. Yes. Um, I wanted to do a segment. Mm. Not Joey's favorite segment. Not Jess's favorite segment. Do we know what Aaron's favorite segment is? No, don't we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Including me. I don't know. <laughs> My favorite segment. Anxieties. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Accurate. Really? I appreciate being seen. Um, <laughs> this segment is called, What Do I Know? In which we say what we know mm -hmm. about starting out on a career path. Yeah, um, I think it's great. 
And with that, Jessica, I think you want to start. What? <laughs> what no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't have to. I just thought it would be funny if I said that. Um, I do have one. You have. Let's. I actually. Yeah, I can hop right in. So, and and this is very very primed more than anything. And and I should say like. This kind of is the crux of what do I know as a question for this is um, no one else has it all figured out is kind of, I think, the most helpful thing that I wish I would have fully understood when I was getting started working full time. Yeah. And I think it's like a it's a general life thing. I hear it from like new parents who recognize that like they look to their parents for like all the answers and then realize, Oh, (laughs) they might've even been younger than me and are trying to figure everything out. But when it comes to like the early days of, of starting out and granted it's been, it's been a while. Um, It's been a while. (laughs) Since happened. Um, I really wasn't, I I was the type of person who was always looking for what is the path. Mm -hmm. I was surrounded by people who were going into management consulting industry uh, interviews in the city their entire second semester of my senior year. I was surrounded by people who'd been pre-med or law, and I was always not in those tracks. I was very much someone who didn't know what I wanted, but was very motivated by the stuff that brought me joy. And so when graduation time sort of came around, the first thing for me was like, oh, I have to figure out the next, like the whole path. I don't just have to figure out the next step. I need to figure out what is going to be the first step on my own version of a path and like carve this whole thing out. And being type A, like I totally did. I said, I'm going to work for three years. I'm going to go to business school. I'm going to come out. I'm going to do something else. And for 40 years, keep doing that and then stop working. <laughs> like that was, that was kind of it. Um, Easy peasy. And I think the real thing that I was doing, I was doing in spite of it, which is mm-hmm. figuring stuff out, following my gut, being resourceful and tapping people around me for insight and opportunities and using that gumption to just sort of like keep it going, like get to the next thing. Um, and so within work itself as well, within the first job, Finding out that uh, not only do other people either not have the time to give all the answers, but also that uh, the whole point is that sometimes you're the only one that can like figure it out because you're the only person that can like run around the company and like work the back channels and different angles to figure out how to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, I realize that, hey, as long as I commit and communicate <laughs> those two things um, then can coagulate into no, no commiseration. Yeah. Tried constitution. Yep. There it is. Uh, but yes, long story short, don't, you don't have to know everything for what it's worth. I think no one it, does because no one does. So figure it out, be open about what you don't know and invite other people into the problem because you'll get further that way. What do I know? Number one, figure it out. Or no, no one else has it figured out. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me step yeah, on my own thing. Yes. What do I know? 1.5. Because I think this reminded me of it, Aaron, is that in this theme of, you know, like the 
the graduation speech and like all all of these uh moments where you're going to maybe you maybe you might receive some of those cards with like words of wisdom from distant mm. family members or mm. whatever like congratulations may this be that there are like what may seem like platitudes or like very you're like yeah yeah i know these things but there's a reason that people mm. repeat them all the time yeah <laughs> or that in retrospect it's like oh no, no, definitely i should not have tried to do that mm -hmm. and then if you are starting out you're like yeah yeah but like i'm different mm -hmm. when in fact like maybe those platitudes are because that actually is a useful rule and it's just so hard to teach that thing like most people end up having to learn it from lived experience and then they're like ah that's so it's so true now that, I, that i've had this lived experience but I, I guess to your point about um you know being open to to not knowing and figuring things out as you go like as much as that sounds like one of maybe many things you might you listener might hear as you're going along it's probably also worth reminding your you know your devil's advocate consciousness that's like yeah 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 whatever is like no maybe maybe this is useful for a reason so doubling down on what aaron said and whatever else it might apply to do you want to do what do i know number two what do i know number two i think that from my own experience i had so much hesitation and also a desire to like pick up my bootstraps by my own bootstraps. <laughs> Rugged individualism. And like, yeah, I think yes. so. And, and be like, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to know yes. things, and so I need to go do that. And it took a few mentors of mine and people I ran into along the way, and frankly some practice to realize that people are very helpful <laughs> and yeah. that maybe it's just because this morning we were having a conversation about asking good questions and we had that conversation on the podcast a number of weeks ago but that asking people mm. who know better is so helpful mm. even if you don't know what you don't know to just like start being a sponge and that in doing that like there are things you can offer in return you can be eager and inspire their hopefulness you can be helpful in your own way um you can be vulnerable and like build relationships with people and i think there's like something that i felt when i was starting out my career is like i don't have anything to offer i'm supposed to know how to do all this stuff but in truth like people are really helpful just just like go for it mm -hmm. i think that's so especially strong now because it is one thing to be a sponge and I think in the past, it was easier coming into an office for the first time and you have more opportunity to sponge. Mm -hmm. But with so many types of hybrid businesses now, there are fewer opportunities to sponge. You have to be proactive about it. You actually need to be asking those questions and you have to be really uncomfortable outside of your comfort zone yeah. to find who knows what. And it, and it takes a bigger, it takes a great risk to mm -hmm. demonstrate to sh both shed the presumption that you're supposed to know everything 
and to own the ignorance. This yep. is this is so good. You're right. It can't just be a sponge. It, you have to be like an amoeba sponge Whoa. that like moves, you know, because like otherwise we're like, I'm waiting. Like yes. you come to me because otherwise I'll do it all myself is like yes. not going to happen. No. Sprinkle your knowledge on me. <laughs> yes, yeah. please, if you will. Yeah, that's so true. I, I think to both of your points, right, the like someone who's hiring you or places you're going to go in your first or second or third jobs like often you know depending on how long you're in those jobs like no one's expecting you to know everything right yeah. like in fact even if you know that first that first job like people are hiring you for potential <laughs> not for what you know yes. like they expect that you right they're right. starting from right. the assumption that you're a big big like you're a smart dummy right yeah, you yeah. know or, or whatever this, right this feels like what do i know number three um, remember you're in the freshman year of life now, baby. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is, remember how you were as a freshman? A freshman in high school mm. and then a freshman or a first year, depending on what you call it, mm -hmm. uh, in mm -hmm. college if you went to college. That permission to be in the freshman year of life of like, boy, do I not know. <laughs> yeah. Is very... Oh. It's, it is very freeing. And I think I wish that I would have realized, too, that the freshman year lasts so long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is not a year. That first year is like yes. five, six years. And, and, it, and also, it's like not very clean cut. And I know that I remember having like a very tough time. I Actually, by the end of my fourth year out of undergrad, I was very confused because I was like, wait, my entire life that I can really recall has been in these like four or two year increments. And mm -hmm. like, there's supposed to be this big change from like high school to college or middle school to high school, whatever. And it's like, oh, no, no, there's no, <laughs> there's no time horizon. Yeah. That's when it struck me most. And it's only then like after that, that I looked back and I was like, oh, I didn't figure out how to New York for yeah. easily five years. <laughs> I, I mean, so many practical things. Just it takes a long time yep. to live. What do I know? Number four. Mm. Quattro. Careers are long and karma is real. True. So, who, oh, this sounds who, dark. Who, who preach? I, I think, you know, there naturally when you're coming out of school and like you're early in your career, there's a comparative reflex, I think, right? Uh, whether it's to other people in similar roles at your new job that you're figuring out, whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it's people that you went to school with or friends or uh, how is everyone doing? And I think there can be a tendency uh, to sort of, it, it, whether or not like people are trying to be cutthroat or trying to like race or, mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. it is, I think, the arc of a career is long, right? Like independent of how we feel about the construct, you're probably gonna be working, as you said, like at least 40 years unless you get lucky, mm -hmm. right? Uh, in whether it's winning the lottery or yeah. you know making a right call and somehow running into independent wealth, then you're gonna be working. And, and I think sometimes you'll see people early in your career make some kind of move and you're mm -hmm. like, oh man, they made a move and they like, pushed ahead or did this other thing without thinking about there's a concept and we mentioned it before and, and just maybe I learned it when we were doing business in China called Guangxi um, and it it basically boils down to like 
mutually self-beneficial relationships? What is like your network of mutually Mm -hmm. beneficial relationships? And someone said to me early in your career, like, be generous, Mm -hmm. be generous with your time. You don't, you don't know where everyone is at right now. You don't know where they're going to be later and you don't do it with expectation, but like help people and it will come back eventually. And I think having, you know, now approaching, not like immediately approaching 40, (laughs) but approaching 40, like you, you get enough time to see things and those people that make those moves and are unkind to people that they work with like whatever career you're getting into like the networks are smaller than you think and word gets around and not even Mm -hmm. like in a gossipy way it's like someone wants to hire someone they're like oh i happen to know two people that also know this person or i know someone at the company that they were at last like it gets out somehow And it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah. And I feel like that is that and like this long arc thing that you're talking about are two of the things that make school versus the post school like life so different. Mm -hmm. The first is that school is such a sprint. It's like, okay, in the next four years, like this is the thing. And like, here's the target. And like, this is what you're going to achieve by this time. And then you pass these tests and then you do this thing. And some, some career paths, like, it's really interesting. I'd be so interested to talk to, you know, someone in medicine who mm-hmm. keeps doing that for so much longer. But the idea that there's this very like quick paced timing and then all it's of a finite. sudden like it's yeah. a cliff of like, whoa, mm-hmm. everything is in slow motion right now is just such a pivot. Similar is, you know, what you're talking about right now is there is such a structure and ideally, you know, or at least like supposedly things are supposed to be merit driven up until Mm. a certain point. And then you get into life and people are like, no network, network, network. And you're like, Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, also if I'm good, it should do enough. And it's like, kind of, but also everything is in slow motion and all of that stuff about things being blurry and schmoozy and networky are correct. And it is just like such a different mental model of what success looks like. Um, Mm. You know, Joey, you sent me this podcast that we should probably link in the show notes about the things that school trains us to be good at and how that also creates sort of a, a, a gender split in what success and achievement looks like. Go back and listen to that success episode if you're interested. But the, the crux of it is like the things that we're trained to do and the things that we expect from school end up being measured so different in Real life. life. And yep. that... It's so hard to untrain or at least like to be good at both is so weird and yeah. difficult. I finished my assignment. I don't get a grade. Yeah, like, right. yeah, like, yeah. It's, that is such a good example. I remember my first one of my first internships. I uh, was doing work for a cosmetics company and like they had tasks that they needed me to do. I needed to like create a bunch of press kits for a new fragrance that was launching and like get them assembled and get them out. And it was like 150 that's when I learned how to mail merge. That's when I learned how FedEx works, like how you have a FedEx account and print labels and and all that. But I remember uh, one week I, I did this and I finished it in like two days instead of five or something like mm-hmm. that. And I just sort of was tinking around. I wasn't doing anything after that. I was like, I'm done. And my boss came to me that Friday and was like, 
hey, so how how is that thing going? Like, where is it at? And I was like, oh, I finished it three days ago. <laughs> she was like, okay, so <laughs> A, in the future, you should tell me. Um, but also B, we should talk about it because all of them are slightly wrong. And so oh, no. in this, and I'm, it's such an interesting thing, this idea, because the mindset that I had was very similar to a paper. You give me a task, I finish the task, I wait for the next task. And like, are you giving me a grade? Yeah, yeah, like, are you giving me a grade? I just want an A because, like, I did it ahead of schedule and, like, da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. She's like, N yeah, no, like, that's that's not how this works. Yeah. Like, the yeah. metric is, like, it, yeah, there there are many different metrics that were plastered into that. But I think, in addition to the like, what are you supposed to do or, or you know, getting stuff done? I think there's also, um, it takes a while, and maybe this is a what do you know number. Five, I don't know. It might be just a yeah. four point five. Hit us with five. I'll hit you with five, which is um, be gracious with your definition of success. And mm. or, like, that's a good I, one. I feel like what I believed success looked like, I genuinely thought that it would remain looking the same. And it took me a long time. Fireworks, to, naturally, pyrotechnics on roller coasters specifically. Yep. Yes, um, yeah. but yeah. only going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Katy Perry. Um, I think that if you, I, I used to hell, I used to hold really, really tightly to what my parents had taught me success was, and what the expectations of the schools and professors that I like worked with taught me success was. And then I started to realize that that wasn't the definition that worked for me. Yeah. That wasn't the definition that I actually wanted out of my life. And I didn't also realize that that definition was a lot, if I allowed it to be more malleable, I would get out of my own way and feel happier more often. Mm -hmm. And so I think that in the short term, being really tight about what I wanted out of specific jobs or specific tasks even, and being more forthright about like, oh, I don't just want to be graded by someone else on whether or not I did this right. I want to get a thing out of this and I want to be using, and I want to be specific about that thing. Having that same mindset all the time keeps you out of the trap of assuming that the ladders that other people are climbing up are the ones that are right for you or that they exist at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It also, I think what you're calling out here too, is that like success need not be defined by some external or mm -hmm. default preset. But I think implicit in what you're talking about is also that it need not be substituted by some equally ambitious mm -hmm. big goal. Like, yes. I actually want this thing. And so here is my 10 step plan on the road to achieve that. It's like, also some of us do not know. Like yeah. I, I can't tell you what I want in that big scale, but I can tell you this narrower, more specific mm -hmm. thing that I know I want or like, and, and maybe that will spark something bigger that I can work towards over a longer period. But that like, it is also fine if your goals are small. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I yeah. love that. How many five-year plans have gone oh. to die? Yeah. Like all of them, right? Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. Completely. And I also think that like uh, when it comes to success, when we talk about career success, so much of it gets boiled down to money and title. And I think mm -hmm. that that's all. And yeah, money and title, like essentially prestige and compensation. We can expand it a little bit more to touch on those. But really being critical about what those short and long-term successes might look like for you that are way, way, way beyond just career success and thinking mm -hmm. about how those interlock and being really thoughtful about whether or not you're getting what you want out of that. Like mm -hmm. I, I do, I mean, I do think that 
culturally there is a lot more openness to that notion mm-hmm. perhaps now than there was before like the proliferation of gap years and whatnot yeah, like, yeah, yeah. has definitely made that maybe not as novel but as i think it is but i do think that it is critically important to think about how how your different types of successes think like work together but to not get overly hung up on trying to build the glass menagerie out of it like mm-hmm. Think about it short term. Don't make them too big and hold them a little bit loose. Yeah. Wiggle through them because they will constantly change and constantly be challenged. Always. Yeah. Always. Can I add a what do I know number six? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This all is inspiring this thought of, um, again, what I feel like is the humility of most people, perhaps to a fault in this life stage. At least this is my experience of like, what do I know as like, yes, the theme of this conversation, but also the theme of the people (laughs) who are entering into the life universe. And that in this transition there is a really unusual flattening of all things and relationships to others in the world Mm. that like yes like you may not have a lot of job experience maybe no job experience you there's a lot that you don't know but also that there is so much possibility and there hopefully without other sort of structural obstacles though of course those those are very very real that like no matter what and what you do and who you are like you have something to offer even if you don't know a lot even if you aren't anybody you know with some kind of big title or whatever yet like you didn't cure something in high school or you know mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that that you have a thing to offer and that thing, you know, maybe it's just about being thoughtful and interested. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a conversation that you have with somebody in a career that you don't know is for you, but you're curious about it. I think this is where this to me is the underpinning behind when people are like, you know, do your homework and like show that you're interested. It's like, it's another way of saying you have value and like, you can have a thought about that. Mm -hmm. Like you can, (laughs) you can have a point of view that is already meaningful, even if you don't know a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. And that is the sort of starting point to, I don't know, getting your foot in the door. It's like, it's not even just about what you're trying to achieve and who you need to get in touch with. It's also like when you have those opportunities, remind yourself of that value that you can provide so that you take advantage of those moments. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, what I find particularly powerful about that. And I suppose it's very close to the industry in which we work. But so much of what, what I think companies are looking for in those early days is how you think. Mm. Because, like, you know, companies are making a bet on potential to, yeah. to Joey's point. Like, That's we right. Don't know. So, like, when you take that step forward and you show up in conversations with, uh, like, the way that you're thinking through anything, I find that that gives me a lot better sense for like, how, you know, how are you super collaborative? Are yes. you open-minded? Are you a problem solver? Like all those things just come through 
being forthright about the questions that you're asking as opposed to being quick with the answers that you have. Because you're probably going to be bad at it. Yes. Like people, there are no dummies. They're looking at you like, you haven't done this before. Like, I know you're not yes. going to be able to like pretend like you're good at it yet. But you, right. Like bring something else. Yeah. And you know what, Be Joey, yourself. Be yourself. And, and Joey mentioned this last night uh, uh, to me that I thought, or to a couple of folks we were uh, with, and I thought it was really powerful. Is like, you are always going to be a dum-dum before mm. you are smart at anything. Yeah. Like, Every time that you like go into these major shifts in career, it is always going new to responsibilities. be new responsibilities. You're you're gonna be dumb, and the quicker that you start to get comfortable at how to be dumb well, yeah. <laughs> um, and or how to be dumb comfortably, I think is probably the best way to put it. The more powerful and intentional you can be about what you want to do next, and that I wish that I were more confident. Yeah, and dumb it, back then. Brian Collins had he had done this like. Uh, like a hundred rules or a hundred things he knows or type of thing years ago about design. Mm. And one of them was uh, design rule 88. When talent doesn't hustle, hustle beats talent. But when talent hustles, watch out. And I think that, you know, there is like that balance of sometimes you don't have the talent yet when you're taking on a new thing, right? Like yeah. you just haven't practiced. You're not talented at that thing even if you sort of possess some innate well of talent. And so hustle matters, yes, you know, yes. um, and you got to work at it. I'm, I don't know. I, are we at number eight? I have, that was, that was six, seven, seven. You want to do seven? I've got a very fast one. Yeah. So the, this one is go for go or stay for growth. I think. Yeah. Like when you're moving mm. jobs and you're picking jobs, mm. like your first job, you shouldn't mm. pick for money. Someone had said that to me mm. once, like mm -hmm. you don't, the first job is not like, you're not, you don't pick it for the salary, mm. right? You're looking at like the entire trajectory of your career and, and what are you building up? And I think that idea of creating a foundation and, and acquiring skills and the generalizability of the things that you set, like in the same way that like the arc of a career is long, I've now had time to see people who like were racing and jumping to higher titles every like year, 18 months. And they got to a point where they're like, oh, shit, I actually don't know how to do like mm -hmm. this job or the last three mm -hmm. <laughs> that, I, that I had. Mm -hmm. And it comes back. You put yourself in this position then where you're chasing that same title that that you've like pushed up to at like less and less appealing places or locations or whatever like you sort of ramped up fast and put yourself into like a side pocket somewhere yeah. and and if you're thinking about like am i learning yes then maybe you stay yeah. in the place that you're at am i am i not learning am i not growing am i not expanding my foundation or is my foundation strong enough to take on the next thing then you gotta go yeah you gotta go that is that is sage i'm gonna i'm just gonna plus eight that because <laughs> it is something that you I think the thing that is really powerful is when you start to ask are you learning or not the next question you'll probably get to is like maybe and then you start to get to well what am I learning and you end up in a place that's forcing you into that intentional question of what is it that I'm learning am I happy that I'm learning it is it going to get me where I want to go next and so even if you can't answer the question immediately 
framing it in that way is going to serve you so well. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I always like to throw in, I remember when um, in one of my first jobs, I was tasked with uh, helping on a pitch mm-hmm. and again, internship. And they told me to uh, just clean up the formatting in the RFP that we were sending. I spent like four or five hours changing the entire document. I mean, I added lines and weird <laughs> things, changing typefaces, adding columns. And I sent it to the the design team the next day, the chief design officer. And I've there is nothing scarier than dinner plate eyes when you have clearly like ruined something. Like <laughs> this is an agency pitch for the largest piece of business that we have. And I got it so completely wrong and wasted so much time. Um, and partially I'm just bringing it up because I find that old stories make me giggle. Um, <laughs> but also that, um, you know, and this takes me to number eight. Um, while there are things that you can learn and that you should always be looking at what you're learning and growing, um, not everything is a learning moment. Like sometimes in both ways, there are things that you do that you just fucked up and that's just that. And you might be able to find learnings in that. I now know to ask a lot of follow-up questions when being tasked with doing something. Mm-hmm. That was a very quick and easy learning. But then there are also things that come up over and over and over again in your career where you start to think like, maybe I did this wrong, maybe I did that wrong. And you're second guessing yourself to try to like figure out what it is that you're supposed to learn from this thing. And you do have to recognize that sometimes other people just treat you wrong. And also sometimes you just make mistakes and just. And chaos is real and not, not everything's in your control. Yo, like the ways that life throws curveballs at you when they throw curveballs at you and all of a sudden the decisions that you have to make. And you're that morning dove in front of Randy Johnson's pitch and you're exploded in the middle of uh, spring training. And Was uh, this in hardball? No. no, no, it was when Randy Johnson was like the six foot ten pitcher for the Mariners yeah. that threw a pitch and a morning dove just crossed right in front of the yeah, time. yeah, we do not need to be those morning doves, um, um but yeah, like don't uh, while it's so great to seek out learning in every moment, keep in mind that not every moment and not every interaction, not everything mm-hmm. is a learning moment. Do you want a lightning round any we have left in the can? Do it, yep, do you have any left in the can, Jessica? Mm, pass okay i had two left it was ask forgiveness not permission yeah the you gotta push if you're looking to grow and sometimes you'll fuck up like reformatting the rfp in the wrong way and you learn from it but if you're always looking for permission like it's just not the way that the world works once you're out of school and sometimes you got to break things, get in trouble, and then you learn from it and so on. Um, And the last one is no one likes the high-performing asshole. Um, Mm. So don't be that person. If if you're good, doesn't mean you have to be good in a vacuum. No one exists in a vacuum and you got to play nice with others, Mm. even when they're wrong. Yes. (laughs) And actually, that goes to my only lightning round one, too, which is be mindful of burning bridges. Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean don't burn bridges. That just means very, very, uh, be very re- uh, uh, aware that your career is long, your relationships are even longer, and that if you burn a bridge, that bridge is burnt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's real. So do it judiciously. Yeah. But um, also assert yourself, uh, protect yourself, and, you know, if you, you need to.
need to throw a match, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, d don't like accidentally light it on fire as you're crossing it and there's a trail of gasoline behind yes. you and you flick a match. Do it, yes. you know, do a controlled demolition. and <laughs> yeah, talk to the guys at Mythbusters. They'll take you to Alameda. You'll yeah. figure it all out. Jessica, would you like to bring us to the what do I know corner? This is called the what do I know corner. <laughs> <laughs> This is called the what do I know corner. <laughs> ah. Number one, you don't need to have it all figured out. Number two, be the amoebic sponge, chasing a new thing to learn. Number three, embrace the freshman years of life. <laughs> Four, car, nope. Four, careers are long and karma is real. Mm -hmm. Five, be gracious with your definition of success. Number six, you have value. Mm. Offer it. Number seven, go or stay for growth. Eight, not everything is a learning moment. Sometimes it's chaos. Nine, ask forgiveness, not permission. Ten, don't be the high-performing a-hole. And eleven, burn those bridges carefully. And um, number twelve, just like <laughs> appreciate and also forgive how life advicey this sounds. We're just brainstorming. And remember, we don't even know what we know. Yeah, what do we know? <laughs> what do we know? Literally. It's literally a question. We're like, I think I know this. Do we know I this? I can't wait to do this again in our 60s and be like, what were we saying back then? You yeah. know? like We didn't even know. Yeah. It's good stuff. We don't know. We don't even know. But that's do what we? it's worth. Maybe. What do we do? We know? What do we what do we know now? What do you know? <laughs> I can't think of any others. Are there any others? I, I was I was like rewriting. Yours was better. Uh, was better. The who can it the be? The men now? at work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Aaron. Justin uh, Bieber. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's all together. Yes. So good luck. Fly. Don't be the morning dove, but be a goose. <laughs> <laughs> a silly goose. A silly Oh, mother goose. Oh, there's so many gooses. This is a serious goose. A goose. Canadian goose. Oh, I'm a coat. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Critical Nonsense is a Sylvain production. Brought to you by Men at Work, the remix album for not men who are also not at work. <laughs> As always, we'd like to thank our executive producer and Australia, Jess Vander. <laughs> What's the song? What's the song? Do you come from the land? Thank down you. Under? Thank you. <laughs> it's a remix. Very good. We'd also like to thank uh, sound engineer and really the, the light uh, that steers us forward, Alex Contel. <laughs> We'd like to thank our programming coordinator and anti-hero of Antipodes. Wow. Les Jacobs. That's pretty good. I'd also like to to thank uh, 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 Les Jacobs. Nope. And, nope. <laughs> nope. Sorry, Gilbert. And uh, Nora Mestridge. Uh, for you know what? Reading us like the libraries that we are in the future. <laughs> Kiwis. Yep. As yep. always, yep. thank you. Sorry, Alan. Oh, sorry. Uh, special thanks to all of you. I love you. We went long. This is I'm grateful for your faces. Yes. Even amidst the tumult. Also, good luck. This is good so luck. hard. Yeah, My goodness, if you're a if you're a, a stuttering dreamer, 
An aspiring amoebic sponge. <laughs> an aspiring amoebic sponge. Go. Yeah. Move thy sponges. <laughs> Move the sponges. Absorb Shoot us a no. mitochondria. <laughs> I mean, All of the cilia pushing you forward. Yes, the let it happen. of life. <laughs> SpongeBob. That's that's weird. That's you carry okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Bye. Love you, bye. bye.